titled um, Absorb or Being Absorbed. I mean, to absorb or what? One being absorbed. If we please quickly turn our Bibles to the book of John chapter 14 and verse 17. John chapter 14, verse 17. The word of God really says, The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. Jesus said the spirit of truth. He said we know him because what um, he dwells with us and will be in us. This is what Jesus was saying. You know that the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Amen. In us. And if we, you know, and if we look at it very well, that the Holy Spirit dwells in us, it means, it means that we have absorbed what the Holy Spirit, to absorb something is for something uh, to, be, to be in you. Amen. Either influencing you, but being absorbed, you absorbing something simply means that you are in control of the limits of what that thing can do in your life. Because what it is in you, so you in term, you in term, you you in person have a control. But if you look at Acts chapter two, and I read from the um, I read from the TPT, which is the Passion Translation, Acts chapter two, and I read from verse one to four quickly. Acts two, the word of God reads: It says, "On the day Pentecost was fully ful- being fulfilled, it says all the disciples were gathered in one place." It says, suddenly they heard the sound of a violent blast of wind rushing into the house from out of the heavenly realm. It says, the roar of the wind was so overpowering, it was all anyone could bear. It says, verse 3 says, then all at once a pillar of fire appeared before their eyes. It separated into tongues. It separated into tongues of fire that engulfed each one of them. He says they were all filled and equipped with the Holy Spirit and were inspired to speak in tongues, empowered by the Spirit to speak in languages that they had never learned. Amen. Verse 3, we are want us to focus on, it says, Then at once, it says, a pillar of fire appeared before, the, before their eyes. It separated into tongues of fire and engulfed. The word here, engulfed, simply means that the Spirit was um, absorbed the disciples, absorbed the people. It wasn't a story of that the Spirit is in us because every man that is born, we all have the Spirit, the Spirit of God in us somehow. Amen. We have the Spirit of Christ in us because we've given our life to, to God. But it's one thing to have the Spirit indwelling, but it's another thing to have the Spirit that we've been absorbed by the Holy Spirit. Because what the difference here, what the Holy Spirit is showing, showing, showing me is the fact that once, when you absorb something, you can, you, it has a limitation. You have the total control of how much that thing can influence you. But when you are absorbed by it, it says that you, know, you don't have a control. Rather, it is that Spirit, the Holy Spirit that absorbs you in, he has a total control over you and he can influence you in what you need to do. Amen. 
And I believe where God wants us to be is not to absorb the Holy Spirit, but rather for the Spirit of God to absorb us so that that way we can truly express who God is. Amen. And that's what I believe we want to be. Amen. And that is the difference. Because when the Spirit, when we absorb the Spirit, it's like the story of King Saul. You know, those days the Bible says the Spirit just comes upon a man and, you know, you know going to, before Saul became king, the Bible says he was able to prophesy. The Spirit came upon him, it was in him, and he was able to prophesy at that time. Amen. But he wasn't consumed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not absorbed him, but rather he absorbed the Holy Spirit. So there was a limitation. Even Samson, that we know very well, who even from before the conception, the prophecy came concerning his birth. Amen. That he will be so powerful, no air to come, because he had the Spirit of God. But yet, he did not allow the Spirit of God to absorb him, but he absorbed it. So, in that case, he had a control. To lim- he limited the power, the Spirit of God, to however he wanted to limit the Spirit of God. And I look at it as Christians today. Those are, I'll probably say, that is the story of most Christians. Even myself as well. Me, I'm crying that God, come, Holy Spirit, come and absorb me. You know, I don't want, I know you are in me, but I want the opposite. Amen. Because we as well, that is why at times, you know, we struggle because somehow the spirit wants us to move one way, but the flesh wants us to move the other way because yet the spirit has not absorbed us. We are the one that absorbed the Holy Spirit. So that influences, uh, has a great influence in the, in the way God is limited in a man's life. But God wants the opposite. Amen. God wants the opposite. In the Bible, when I look at the life of some characters, in the life of, um, the life of Joseph, amen. You know, I'm, it's interesting, I'm going back to the Old Testament, that the life of, life, the life of Joseph, I believe someone like Joseph, he, had, he allowed the Holy Spirit, God, the plan of God to absorb him. That's the more reason why he, as a child, he, as a young, as a youth at that time, he did not have much say in his life, amen, but what God, the Holy Spirit, will have him do, amen. So when he was absorbed, you know, the natural thing in your mind, if you if look at the story of our life, imagine someone throws you in the lion, I mean, in the dungeon, not in the lion's den, in the dungeon, uh, you know, in the pit, expecting you to die, and sold you, a brother, to slavery, and tomorrow you become so powerful, and these people are coming to you. The natural instinct of a man is to, you know, this is the time that I'm going to show you that this is for what you have done. I'll deal with you. When I finish dealing with you, I'll plead for mercy. Then, you know, and all that. And that's the truth. But that's the nature of man. But not once did he, you know, saw it fit as much as it hurts him because he was absorbed by the purpose of God rather than the opposite. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ said something in Luke chapter 22, verse 42. You know, you know because the, Jesus Christ allowed himself to be absorbed by the Holy Spirit when he came. The Bible says when he was baptized, the Spirit came upon him as a dove. So he was absorbed by the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit then led him to the wilderness. But this is what happened in Acts 22, verse 42. When Jesus was about to go through the trial before he was crucified, when he was crying, he was praying. Yet he says, Lord, if it were possible for this cup to pass me. But however, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Not many can. Amen. Not 
Many can. And this is where God wants us to be. The Bible says very, very, verse 24 of Luke, of, of John, of very, um, verse uh, 24 of John chapter 12. It says, Very, very, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It says, It abided alone, but if it die, bring it forth much fruit. And this is where God wants us to be. Later, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul said something. He says, Daily I die. You know, you know, he says, uh, daily I die. My boasting is in you. He says, I have Christ Jesus. I die daily. And this should be the goal of every Christian. Amen. This should be the goal of every Christian. John the Baptist as well. He allowed himself to be consumed. That's the more reason why he could leave society and go to the wilderness and be unique. How does say something as a Christian that we are all unique? Not, not a single one in this earth has the same DNA as the truth. You know, the way God would have prospered um, uh, you is different from the way God will prosper me. The roots that I have taken is definitely it's unique. It doesn't mean that because I took these five steps. That's what I'm telling people preaches and say ten steps to prosperity or ten steps to this. I was like, oh, it is good for people to see those ten steps. But that was your ten steps. That's it. It worked for you. It doesn't mean that ten step will work for me. <laughs> but people, you know, so you read the book. You know, you can read it to encourage yourself. That's all you're doing. But literally, please, let the Holy Spirit tell you your own steps. And that is why, in reality, a lot of people are frustrated. They will say, but we have tried it. We have done it. We have followed that step. We followed this step. We have, ah, no. And it's not working. Frustration sets in. Sometimes, you know, the word of God in Luke 9, 62 says, anyone that puts them on the plow, looking back, is not fit for the kingdom of God. So sometimes those people get discouraged and turn their back. Amen. They turn their back. Amen. And that will not be our, our story in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know. So, for us, our cry is to ask God, that God, Holy Spirit, please come and consume me. That's the truth. Come and consume me. I don't want to just you have you indwelling. I want to be indwelling in you. You engulfed by your presence in the mighty name of Jesus. That way, you have total influence upon my life on what to do. And I believe that's what helped the people like. If you look at what happened in the book of Acts chapter, in Acts chapter 2. I mean, what happened in the day of Pentecost. When, it came, when the Pentecost, they came and they were engulfed. The problem, the challenge that we have sometimes as children of God is that there are seasons in our life that somehow we allow ourselves to be engulfed by the spirits of God. But yet, we don't maintain that. Amen. We don't maintain that. Maintaining that thing, there are certain principles that we need to follow to maintain that. But before I get there, someone like Apostle Paul allowed himself to be engulfed. But this is what happened in Acts chapter 21 from verse 10 to 13. Acts 21 from verse 10 to 13. This was when then the prophet Agabus came and spoke to Paul. He told Paul, he said, took Paul's belt. He told him that, look, this is how they will bind your feet and your hands, you know, if you go to Jerusalem. But because Paul, and this is a prophet that has first prophesied before, and the prophecy came to pass when he prophesied about, I think, about famine in the land will come. And famine did come. So it was a seasoned prophet, one that, yes, you know, is on point. 
And yet he prophesied again, you know. And everybody told Paul, ha, listen to Agabus. This guy is mighty in God. He is spoken, therefore, you know. But because Paul was so engulfed by God, he told them that, look, he's willing to die. He's going to Jerusalem because it is the will of God for him to go to what? To Jerusalem. Amen. And he says, willing to die. He, not that, this thing, he says, why, do you, why are you weeping? Why do you break my heart? I am not only, I'm not, I am not only to be bound. He says, I am not ready. I am, I said, sorry, he says, for I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul was absorbed by the Spirit of God. And this is what we need to do as well. You know, but one thing to be absorbed simply means we are drunk in him. And that's that's simply. And to to absorb the children of Israel, I mean the disciples, when God said, wait in Jerusalem, they tarried. It didn't mean that they did not have challenges. Amen. It didn't mean that people didn't have different differences. But one thing that they did was they learned to dwell together. They put aside their differences. Amen. They put aside their differences. They did not even know how long it would take for the Pentecost to come. But all they saw simply did well. Lord, we believe in you. We want your priest to absorb us. We're ready to pay the price. We will wait until the Spirit comes. But thank God that the Spirit did not take 20 years to come. Scholars say it probably took about seven days for the Holy Ghost to come, for the day of Pentecost to come. But one thing as well, if you quickly, quickly please turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. From verse 9 to 16. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 16. It says, But as it is written, it says, I has not seen nor her ear heard, not have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. It says, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. He says, For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except what the Spirit of man which is in him? He says, even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12 says, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Verse 13 says, these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing Spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet himself is richly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have what the mind of Christ and I believe that if we allow the Holy Spirit to absorb us, uh, the kind of progress that we will make next year uh, will not be just uh, a plus-plus progress, but it will be a multiplication, a multiplication progress in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And that is my own desire for you and myself. Amen. So I just believe that, but at the same time in all that, you know, being absorbed, by the Holy Spirit, the Bible says hey, we should always examine ourselves whether what we are in the faith. Because the Holy Spirit came in the Act of Apostles. 
the revival came. The people were on fire. It didn't matter what happened. Even when the, even when the, 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 the Pharisees, you know, the, the teachers of the law told the disciples to keep quiet about Jesus Christ, preaching the name of Jesus. Now, you know, they said, we'd rather obey God than obey you people. You know, because they were, they were engulfed by the Spirit of God. But as time went on, you know, the Bible, you know, it fizzled out because I believe that they did not constantly examine themselves whether they were still in the faith, whether they were still following the same the things of God. Because one thing I know is that sometimes in life, when certain things happen to us, good things, the next thing is that we thank God for it, but there's a high likelihood of complacency that follows. Naturally, you say, ah, I have hit the jackpot, let me relax. And that's the truth. It's easy. Like, I, I mean, I'm not a boxer, but, you know, I kind of got interested in boxing a bit because of Anthony Joshua, you know. But most time when he wants to fight or defend his belt, my heart cry is, ha, I hope they don't knock this guy down. I hope he doesn't get complacent. But that's the truth. It's easy to reach the top. But it's harder to remain at the top. That's the truth in life. It's more work to remain there. So that's, 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 that's the honest truth in life. So my heart grows for him that, hey, I hope they don't knock this guy. I hope they don't knock you. I, my heart cries that, get all the four belts, get the builder belts, and after a while, retire and remain undisputed, you know, and just go. <laughs> you know? But that's the truth. That's me. That's my own heart. Because it's the same thing for Christians. The disciples, the disciples, after a while, the Spirit fizzled out. It simply means that as much as the Holy Spirit may engulf us today, there's a possibility also He may fizzle out after a period if we don't daily examine ourselves. You know, but the question for me is how can I be consumed? In this Sunday school, we talked about um, um, uh, maturity, you know. And we talked about why is it that some people don't want to be matured or you know, refuse to be matured. But one thing is that we, you know, it, it costs. If I said I want to be engulfed by the Spirit of God, it comes with the inner desire because God will not cast spell before swine. But one of this inner desire, he says that, one, we must spend time in his presence. Jesus Christ showed us the blueprint. Jesus Christ, who, was, who is God, came in the form of man, came to show us that this is the way to live. If he, the Son of God, God himself, had to spend time in the presence of the Father, he went from night to night, we too, it starts with that process of we dwelling in his presence. And dwelling in his presence, I can tell you that sometimes it's not an easy thing. They tell you to go and pray now, or tell you to read, uh, you know, the Bible. You know, my children sometimes... You know, they go to the library and get some books. And I say, okay, read the Bible. And oh, all right, oh, read that one hour. Oh, but play, play, play with the tablets or play a game or watch movies. It's easy to watch nine hours, ten hours. But that's, that's the natural state of man. Amen. But it takes hard work. It takes self-determination. You know? It takes self-determination. So for us, I pray that it will. For us, God tells us to spend more time in his word. He says, Joshua 1.8, says this book cannot depart from our mouth, that we should meditate on it day and night. 
Another point, that's one bit that we spend time in his word, in his presence too. And the next thing is that apart from meditating as well, we pray in the spirit. Jude 20 says, building up our faith, our most holy faith, praying in the spirit. We need to spend time in the spirit to pray so that the Holy Spirit can what absorb us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So through praying in the spirit, one thing I can tell you in my own experience is that I begin to see what God is saying. I begin to hear what God is hearing. Amen. So that I can speak what, what God is saying at all time in the name of Jesus Christ. Recently, there was a brother, of, a very dear friend of mine, um, and Wilson is a member of this church, but he's contracting in London at the moment. And his mom, he told me, you know, that oh, my mom is sick, what's going to happen? Oh, he was, you know, believing God to, to God to heal. But it was loud and clear to me that, okay, I, I would love to pray. But to be honest, uh, if I'm praying, if I pray, I'll be lying. Because it was like, your mom is gone. But even though she's still, she's alive now, but uh, she's gone. I mean, it's something that she has, this, she's desiring to go to the father. I mean, she was in her 80s. But the boy, the guy didn't want him, her to go. But I couldn't even make that. I just said, the Lord will strengthen the family. Only for, for him to call me first thing. This we spoke one night. Only for him to call me first thing the next morning. Oh, mama has gone. So when I saw him that day, I said, yes, I knew that. But obviously, I couldn't tell you that mama is definitely going to go. Because it would be immature of me to say such a thing. But I just pray that the Lord will strengthen. So what I mean is that, you know, I could have prayed, you know, uh, um, God heal, 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 knowing what God is not, I mean, God is not going to heal. So you're just giving people what false hope. So when you pray in the Spirit, spend time in the Spirit, it's, sometimes it, it's, it's tough once in a while, as it true. I mean, half the time it is tough. But as you put yourself, discipline yourself too, you build yourself up spiritually. And that is how the Holy Spirit can engulf you. I just encourage us that as the new year, as we approach 2019, that we just need to allow him to engulf us. Because the truth is that once we engulf by his presence, people will favor us as the truth. When we engulf by his presence, uh, life will become easier. That means that we can take, we, we will not take, we will not guess the next step in life. Amen. We would know the next step he wants us to take because we are in him. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that I encourage us, church, that we, we push. We push. Every way we can. We just have to push. We, we, we just have to lay aside the things that are, 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 that are snares to us. Is it, is, it, is it TV? Is it certain friendship? Is it, uh, is it, is it lack of certain, certain discipline? Cry to God to help you. Amen. I just encourage her, just round up here and just encourage us to just bow our head and take ourselves to God that, Lord, I want to be engulfed by you in the name of Jesus. I want to be engulfed by your spirit, by your spirit. Just come and fill me up, my, my Lord. Uh, fill me up to overflowing with your presence in the mighty.